Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is 10 September. It's uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And it's really cold here in Sarasota today. Everybody's got jackets on. It got down to 46 last night. And if you're in Florida, that is equal to about minus 37 anywhere else on the planet. So very cold. But uh, let's see here. Before we get into the Prophecy Update of the Week, um, we have... Starting today and for the next eight weeks, we're going to be doing the Feasts of the Lord in our weekly sermons, okay? And uh, for the people that attend online, there are a million different views on the Feasts of the Lord. One of the major views, and I'm going to mention this during the sermon today, is that uh, three of the feasts have not yet been fulfilled, the fall feasts. And I will tell you right now, right at the beginning, before we get into the sermon, that uh, that is a heresy. All Eight feasts are fulfilled, all of them, okay? In their entirety, they are fulfilled. And if you want to understand this and you want to understand why, watch these. You will get a very clear presentation of all of these feasts of the Lord. We are not waiting for any future fulfillment in the people of Israel, okay? So I won't get into any more than that because uh, it'll start with the uh, Sabbath, which is the first of the feasts of the Lord. We'll do that today. I would encourage anybody that watches this Prophecy Update to also watch these feasts of the Lord. You will really be blessed. Secondly, I found out how to do closed captioning. It doesn't always work, though, but if I can, I did the uh, last Prophecy Update last week in closed captioning, and it worked just fine. So uh, now, it may have errors because it's an automatic thing. It checks your voice, and then it puts it uh, automatically down there. I don't have to type anything. I don't have to do anything. But if it is incorrect in the uh, bottom subtitles, I'm not going to have time to correct that. You'll have to listen and read together, and hopefully they'll do a pretty good job with their uh, their uh, system in YouTube. But I just want you to know that I'm going to try each week to add in closed captioning. If it's not in there, it means that for some reason it didn't pick up the voice. So it's not my fault, but uh, I want you to know that we'll try to do that for the people that are hearing impaired. And then finally, I have a bandana on, which is from the uh, Vets Crisis Center from a friend, Max Dolan, up in North Carolina, and he sent this to me. So um, if you know any vets and they ever need any help, they can call me and I can check my bandana and give you the uh, phone number for the Vets Crisis Center. And then I have somebody to highlight as I do each week, and this is going to be completely different than most highlights that I do. It's actually another ministry. You remember uh, about three weeks ago, I talked about Jacob Presh who is in Moriel Ministries, and he, I said something that was completely misunderstood by many people, and I've come to find out quite a bit about their ministry, and I thought I would highlight it. They sent me a a write-up, and it's a little longer than normal, but I hope you'll enjoy this, because there's a side of Jacob Presh that most people don't know about, and in fact, he's over in Asia right now doing exactly what we're going to read about. Let's see here. He's known for, Moriel Ministries is known for congregations affiliated with Moriel. Two, efforts evangelizing people of other faiths, commencing with the Jews. Three, teaching ministry, focusing on seeking the Lord's guidance in expounding the scriptures with the hermeneutics of the early apostolic church in a Judeo-Christian framework instead of purely based on the Christianized humanism that came out of the Reformation. 
and for sponsorship of congregations in Israel or more clandestine work in certain communist and Islamic countries. Because we recognize that we live in an age of eschatological apostasy, that means end times apostasy, some only either like or dislike us because of our willingness to speak out in opposition to the word, meaning faith money preachers, the Gnostic mysticism, and heavy shepherding of the new apostolic reformation, or the false unity of the ecumenical and interfaith movements, or our aversion to replacement theology on one hand, and the extreme legalistic axis of the contemporary messianic movement on the other. Then when I read that particular paragraph, I emailed them back and I said, that sounds like the doctrine of the superior word, because we we are completely against what they are completely against, and we teach what they teach. Now, I have not listened to his sermons, okay? So I can't say uh, one way or another definitively how his sermons are, but... Uh, that statement, at least, is in conjunction with what we believe. We've, we're not a part of the Reformation in the sense that the Reformation did not go far enough in reforming. They got away from the Catholic Church, but they really didn't do enough. And then you have the modern Hebrew Roots Movement, which is it is so legalistic, and it reinserts the law where the law does not belong. When you reinsert the law, you are saying that Christ is not the end of the law for all who believe, That is a heresy. So you've got to be very careful with your doctrine, and at least that paragraph there I was very impressed with. Um, Like us or not, they say, there is a dimension of accuracy in all of these things, but no one of these is a comprehensive view. In fact, the largest portion of our team, our work, and our money is focused on missions. And this is where my heart goes out because we support a lot of missionaries in this little church. We send a lot of money to people that uh, take care of people around the world. And we also have people in this church that never miss Saturday mission work down in the projects. So this is something that uh, uh, my heart is right with them on this. They say, and the heart of our missions is dominated by our calling to help sick and impoverished children in the third world, many of them orphaned, addressing their human suffering with the love of Jesus and teaching them about his wonderful salvation. From the AIDS children of Ebion in Africa to the children we rescue from the rubbish dumps in the Philippine Islands where they used to scavenge to survive to the new work with the outcast Dalit children from the Hindu caste system in India, we are now pioneering as a new project for 2018. We count it a special blessing and our privilege to be called by Jesus to help these children and tell them about him. Please pray for our Moriel Children's Missions and visit us at moriel.org. Your prayers for these precious little kids mean everything. I am afraid we are not much for Christmas per se, but the warmest Hanukkah and nativity blessings in him who saved us and called us to all of our brethren in Christ, signed Jacob Presh and Moriel Ministries. So pretty wonderful stuff. And if I had the time, I'd at least check out his sermons, but I don't. So uh, I, I would hope that I'm recommending really strong value sermons. And if someday in the week weeks ahead I have time, I will uh, watch one or two of them. But uh, just hearing about their ministry, especially the missions, is right here on me. Okay, our first category, as always, is Israel. And I've entitled this subsection, Friends and Foes. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do, you all know what happened with our great president's decision this past week. He declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel. From now on out, when we address something in any of our government paperwork, 
it will list Jerusalem, Israel. Okay, that is now set in policy in the U.S. government. He is not going to move the embassy at this time, and I think that's probably more logistical than anything. But um, he has kept his promise as far as acknowledging this. He has the whole world upset. That's fine. Listen to who supported this. Listen to who didn't support it and see if you agree with your president just based on that. I'm going to read you just a lot of titles. You know the information, but I'm going to give you titles of what's been going on this week. From Aretz Shiva, the Czech Republic follows Trump and recognizes Jerusalem. So the Czech Republic went along with what we did. I saw an article just this morning which said that they are calling everybody else cowards for not doing so. So good job on the Czech Republic. From Ynet, Abbas warns of wars without end following U.S. Jerusalem declaration. Well, that's the status quo, so who cares? From the Times of Israel, 9 out of 11 former U.S. envoys to Israel oppose Trump's Jerusalem declaration. Well, if you look at who the presidents have been for the past 9 out of 11, you would understand why. Okay, who cares? We have uh, from the Times of Israel, state, defense, and CIA chiefs all opposed Jerusalem declaration. CNN says. Well, CNN hasn't said anything truthful this week, so I don't know if we can even trust that. But once again, we have the deep state. We've got a bunch of people that were appointed under liberal presidents that are in there. And of course, they wouldn't recommend this. So I know I'm biasing your opinion, but that's okay. Uh, From Al Arabiya, almost unanimously, Security Council, the UN Security Council, rejects Trump's resolution on Jerusalem. Does anybody care about that? Okay. Uh, From Haaretz, Trump's Jerusalem Syndrome. Whose end of days Messiah does he think he is? Okay. Haaretz is a very liberal publication over in Israel. And that is a complete, uh, I don't even know the word that I'm trying to think of with this, but they are saying that he is claiming that he's some type of an end times Messiah. They are looking for a Messiah that perfectly describes the Antichrist. If you take the words that describe the Antichrist in the Bible, that is what Israel is looking for right now and what the rest of the world is looking for as their Messiah, okay? When they call somebody a supposed Messiah like Trump, that means he's so far from the role of the Antichrist that he's on the right side, if you understand the logic there. They have completely misread what is going on in this world, and hence, that is why they are going through the tribulation period, and two-thirds of Israel is going to die in the process, okay? We have... um, why not? Iranians rally, chant death to America and Israel. Nothing new there. They do this continuously. So nothing changed. He said that we, we are tired of the status quo. We're going to designate this and we're going to move on. And he's absolutely right. It's just the status quo. Nothing has changed with these people. So we have from the Times of Israel, IDF implores the Fakistanians to ignore extreme calls for violence. So we have the IDF looking for peace. When everybody else is calling for violence, who is the one partner that is looking for peace? Israel. Okay? We have from the Times of Israel, Hamas urges Fakistinians to confront soldiers and settlers. So you have the people that say they want peace, which are saying, let's go out and kill all of the Jews and take care of the problem that way. So we have the next one, Haaretz. Two Hamas militants are killed after Israel strikes Gaza in retaliation to rocket fire. The... People in Gaza have been lobbing, I know, my thing goes off all the time, they've been lobbing these missiles into Israel, 
What happens? Israel retaliates. They were attacked. An act of war was performed against them, and all they do is respond. Here's the next article from the Times of Israel. Hamas says Israel is responsible for Gaza escalation as two killed in the IAF airstrike. So it's okay for us to throw bombs in, but you can't respond. So that's not what you would call an escalation. That is what you would call a retaliation. You want to know what an escalation is? Next article. Third rocket from Gaza explodes in residential Sederot. So in other words, they throw it in, they respond, and now they're escalating by going in and doing more. It's been happening all week. From the Times of Israel, I'm sorry, from Fox, Al-Qaeda calls for attacks against the United States and its allies over Jerusalem policy. Once again, the people that you don't want to be aligned with are the ones that are stirring up the trouble. Our president has done everything properly, in my opinion. From the Times of Israel, Abbas vows the Fakistinian rage will continue. We will never back down. Okay? From Ynet, Israel allows Jerusalem mosque access despite Fakistinian day of rage. So they're out there. They're throwing Molotov cocktails around Israel. They're throwing sticks and stones at the, the Jewish people. And Israel still says you are allowed to use the Temple Mount. So they're showing signs of grace, even when people are attacking them. We can see who the right people are. We can see who the wrong people are. Okay, next one, uh, Jerusalem Post. Despite fearer over Jerusalem move, Saudis are on board with U.S. peace efforts. Okay, we can see in that one title right there, we can see a part of the alignment of Gog Magog. When they come down against Israel, Saudi Arabia will not be a part of that. We can see that right from that one article. From the Times of Israel, North Carolina condemns mentally deranged dotard Trump over Jerusalem decision. So we can see, do we want to be aligned with North Korea? Of course not. So he's making the right choices. We have uh, from the Times of Israel, Muslims pray outside of the White House to protest Trump Jerusalem move. So they're out there praying outside of the White House. And my thought is, he ain't hearing you. There is one mediator between God and man, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. That's right. And so he ain't hearing your prayers anyway, folks. Did you see any clips of that? No clips of it. I saw none. From the Times of Israel, Dope Erdogan in telephone talks over Jerusalem defends Jerusalem status quo. He has aligned himself with all of the evil of the world, and he's done it, doing it with a participant, Erdogan of Turkey, in Gog may Gog come against Israel. So you can see the end times alignment even in the churches that are coming out right now. You can see what's going on. Huffington Post says, Christian leaders warned Trump against recognizing Jerusalem as Israeli capital. Christian leaders from within and without side of Jerusalem were among those who warned president, but Trump went against the advice of world leaders. Good job, Trump. Regional experts and religious groups to officially announce the policy change. Just hours before Trump announced the decision, Dope Francis made an impassioned plea against doing anything to stir tension in the region. Next article. It's not totally true. Why not? Pushed by evangelicals helped set stage for Trump decision on Jerusalem. So they completely left out the fact that 
all of the Bible-believing Christians in the, the country are the ones that were supporting Trump in this decision. They just completely ignored that, and they went to all of the apostate churches in the world and said, they're against it. Well, of course they're against it. We'll read that. It says, I have no doubt that evangelicals played a meaningful role in this decision, said Johnny Moore, a California pastor who serves as a spokesman for a council of leading evangelicals that advises the White House. I don't believe it would have happened without them. Good job, Christians. From Wynette, Ericat, no peace talks with U.S. until Trump reneges. Well, I'll tell you right now, he will not renege. And so if we're out of that peace talk, that's fine. No problem at all with that. And then from the Duran, something very interesting. Fakestein suspends all talks with the U.S. Now, that's not so important, but look at where it came from. It says, Fakestein's ambassador to Moscow, Hafiz Nofal, has issued a statement saying that his country will no longer engage in talks over peace plans with the United States. Instead, he said that Fakestein will look elsewhere for a peace broker in future discussions. The fact that this statement was issued from Fakestein's ambassador to Moscow is an indication that Fakestein leaders may look to Russia as a mediator from now on. Does that not fit what the Bible says. Very interesting. Okay, we'll get into our regular Israel articles now from New Europe. Greece, Cyprus, Italy, Israel sign a memorandum of understanding for East Mediterranean gas pipeline to go all the way from Israel to be the longest gas pipeline in the world all the way up through Cyprus and then into Europe. Okay, this is something that has certainly, we saw a couple years ago, Russia was working on a pipeline to go all the way down to this same location. And then they've had these problems in the past year, and Russia is probably very upset about this because they wanted to be the ones feeding gas into the Mediterranean area and into uh, southern Europe. That's probably not going to happen now. And then the Aljamainer describes this a little bit. The construction of the world's longest underwater gas pipeline. The gas pipeline was originally agreed upon with the signing of a joint statement during April's East Med Energy Summit in Tel Aviv. The pipeline will cost upwards of $5.5 billion to construct and will span 1,200 miles running undersea between Israel and Italy. Estimates state that when operational, the pipeline will deliver 12 to 16 billion cubic meters of gas per year. The project is slated for completion by 2025. I don't think we're going to get that far, folks. The pipeline is likely to significantly increase Israel's natural gas export potential and strengthen the Jewish state's position as an emerging energy powerhouse in the Mediterranean. Oil and gas, oil and gas, it's all coming in Israel, and it's all going to be coveted by the people that don't want these sales going to Europe and to other locations. Oil and gas. We're seeing everything lining up exactly as the Bible said it would. From the Times of Israel, war with Iran's proxies looming, Israel U.S. envoy says. Israel's ambassador to the United States, Ron Dermer, said that his country is closer to a full-blown military conflict along its northern border than people think. In a wide-ranging interview, Dermer reiterated Israel's assertion that it will not tolerate the presence of Iranian proxies in Syria. If Iran is not rolled back in Syria, then the chances of military confrontation are growing. Okay, this is serious stuff here. I don't want to tell you by the year or by the month, I'd say even by the week, 
Tehran was responsible for stoking the tensions in Syria because the more they push, we have to enforce our red lines and you will always have the prospects of an escalation, even when parties don't want an escalation, because we will not allow Iran to establish that presence and establish another terror front against Israel in Syria. Asked exactly how likely war was, Dermer replied, I wouldn't put a percentage on that, but I think it is higher than people think. And I think it's pretty high. So if it's higher than I think, then we're we're getting close. He also asserted that the likelihood of conflict in Lebanon, where the powerful Iranian proxy Hezbollah is based, is higher now than it was two years ago. Absolutely, there is no question. And it's much higher in Syria. I mean, Assad basically is a vassal of the Iranian regime and the forces that are on the ground, Shia militias and Hezbollah. Very serious that's going on, and this guy is speaking candidly. And when Israel makes a red line, he is not like our former president. They will stand by their red line. If they get pushed, they will take action. So be be watching this. From Jerusalem Online, Israeli spy satellite. Tell me that this was by accident. Okay? I want anybody here to tell me that this is by accident. Israeli spy satellite narrowly escapes crash with Russian mini-satellites. They're getting ready to be attacked at some point in the future by Russia as the head of this coalition, okay? They have their aerospace satellites up there looking down on their their area, able to monitor, and all of a sudden they have to move this satellite. It can't be that it was by accident. Let's read this. The Israeli reconnaissance satellite, RSB, which provides imagery for the Israeli security establishment, nearly collided with small Russian satellites earlier this week. A few months ago, Russia launched 43 small satellites. Some of them were later discovered to be moving directly toward the Israeli reconnaissance satellite RSB, which provides imagery to the Israeli security establishment. An official said a collision could have cost millions of shekels in damage and it could have blinded them in very important ways. If one of the Russian satellites had been hurt, it wouldn't have caused major damage, but the Israeli satellite costs almost 300 million, so we had to divert it off course to save it from collision. That was not more than one. More than there are forty-three satellites went up, and they're all zooming towards the Israeli. Yeah, that That that, sounds like a coincidence. uh, What a coincidence that was. Okay, Jerusalem. Has anybody heard that on the news? No. That's why we watch the prophecy update. Yeah. Okay, Jerusalem Post. One hundred and fifty-one UN states. This is before Trump's decision. You wonder why one of the reasons why Trump made his decision? It's because of things like this that happened earlier in the week. Jerusalem Post, 151 UN states vote to disavow Israeli ties to Jerusalem. So they're already disavowing it, and Trump comes out and he says, we're going to avow it. All right, here we go. The UN General Assembly voted overwhelmingly to disavow Israeli ties to Jerusalem as part of a six anti-Israel resolutions it approved in New York. The vote, and they do this every year, year after year, pick on Israel, pick on Israel. You've got people around the world that are insane. They're building weapons of mass destruction. Israel's looking for peace, and all they do is pick on Israel. The vote was 151 in favor and six against with nine abstentions. Only six countries out of 193 UN member states fully supported Israel's ties to Jerusalem. Canada, Marshall Islands, Micronesia, Nauru, the U.S., and Israel itself. The nine countries who abstained were Australia, Cameroon, Central African Republic, Honduras, Panama, Papua New Guinea, Paraguay, South Sudan, and Togo. The resolution stated that any actions taken by Israel, the occupying power to impose its laws, 
jurisdiction, and administration on the holy city of Jerusalem are illegal and therefore null and void and have no validity whatsoever, unless you belong in the United States, and then we say they're totally valid and you have complete right to do that. And then something that has not yet been signed by our president, it has to go through the Senate. I cannot see the Senate turning this down. We had a 100 senator vote supporting Israel when the new Senate came into effect. And here's what we have on Tuesday, this Tuesday, the United States House of Representatives unanimously approved the Taylor Force Act, which is H.R. 1164, which pressures the Palestinian Authority to stop the practice of paying convicted terrorists and their families by eliminating U.S. funding to them unless it stops these types of payments. Taylor Force Act, one of our citizens was over there, was killed by these people. They said, we're going to pass a resolution that if they continue to fund terrorists, no more money for them from the United States, and it was unanimously approved in the House. There is no doubt that the Senate is going to approve it. Does anybody here think that Trump is going to veto that bill? Not on your life. Not on your life. We're cutting them out. Okay, good job. Good job for the House, even the Democrats. I mean, we can't agree on anything in this nation except Israel. It's the only thing that we have agreed on that I have seen in these votes between the House and the Senate at all is Israel. At least America understands the importance of Israel. Christian News Today, New York Times. You probably heard this. If you didn't, I just need to make sure that you hear it. Anglican minister urges prayers for Prince George, the little boy of the Prince George, to be gay. Yes, a prominent Anglican, I'm glad I'm saying this then because some people didn't hear it. A prominent Anglican cleric and gay rights campaigner known for contentious gestures has urged believers to pray for Prince George, age four, and third in line to the throne to find the love of a fine young gentleman when he grows up so as to advance the cause of same-sex marriage in church. The suggestion by the very reverend, he's going to be very cast into the pit, the very reverend Kelvin Holdsworth seemed to illuminate once more the role of royal romance in Britain's imagination and conversation, especially when it collides with tradition. While same-sex marriage is permitted by law in most of Britain, the Church of England says on its website it remains the case that it is not legally possible for same-sex couples to marry in its churches. That's going to be changed very soon, believe me. From NBC... You may have heard this one as well. It's still worth repeating. Archbishop of Canterbury baffled by Christians who back Trump. The most reverend Justin Welby told ITV's Peston on Sunday program that he really genuinely cannot comprehend why fundamentalists have provided such a strong base for Trump. Well, what does fundamentalism mean? It means you're sticking to the fundamentals. This is the word of God. We will make our decisions based on the word of God. When we have a president that is in line with that, we will support him. When we have somebody that isn't, we will not support him. He's he's cutting himself off from the Lord directly by saying these things. If the Lord wrote this word and he says, we're not going by this word, then guess what he's doing? Insane. Okay. He says, um, there's two things going through my mind. Actually, one is peanut butter and the other one is But anyway, there are two things going through my mind. Do I say what I think or do I say what I should say? And I'm going to say what I think. No, I don't understand it. I really genuinely do not understand where that is coming from. That quote made no sense. The guy is just, he's, okay. Why not? Dope Francis, possessing nuclear weapons is irrational. 
Pope Francis said the Cold War era policy of nuclear deterrence is no longer viable and that the mere possession of nuclear weapons is now irrational. Now think this through, right? You've got Goliath and you've got David. Somebody has to defend the people, right? David walks out and he has superior capabilities and superior weapons. He wipes them out. If we get rid of our nuclear weapons because we're a peace-loving nation, supposedly, what do you think would be the result two seconds after we did, right? Okay, there is a uh, motto for strategic air force, which is, uh, you know, I don't know if they're uh, the strategic air command in the air force. I said strategic air force. Does anybody remember what their motto was? I don't know if it still is. Peace through strength. Thank you. That's right. That is how you maintain peace is by having the upper hand, not the lower hand. Anytime you have the lower hand in human history, you are run over, you are have your heads cut off, the women are raped, and that's that's the pattern of human history. It's not going to change. We'll go on. He says, flying through Asia en route to home from Bangladesh, Francis said, we're at the limit of lucidity having and using nuclear arms. Why? Because today, such sophisticated nuclear arsenals risk destroying humanity, or at least a great part of it. Amid increasingly heated rhetoric between the U.S. and North Korea, France told a nuclear disarmament conference last month that mere possession of nuclear weapons was to be condemned, giving the risks and that the only viable path forward was total disarmament. I can tell you that it's coming someday. They will turn their weapons into plowshares. We're not at that point in human history yet. Christ hasn't returned, and this is a very dangerous world. We've got people around the world that are developing nuclear weapons, and for us to say, okay, we're going to agree with this guy, is suicide. Absolute suicide. Islam today. Caspian News. Iran, Russia, signed deal on sale of Iranian oil to global market. Iran and Russia's energy ministry have signed a contract on the supply of Iranian oil to global markets through Russia's ministry body, which is called Prom C Reimport. I, I hope I pronounced that at least close to proper. The first tanker was sent in mid-November under the agreement. Russian Energy Minister Alexander Novak said that in 2018, Russia will purchase from Iran about 5 million tons of oil. Now, they are getting this oil, and they're going to stop using the American currency to do it. They're getting rid of American dollar hegemony over all oil transactions in the world. And that is going to cause trouble. It's going to cause a destabilization of our currency. It's coming soon to a theater near you. If the economy collapses, we're just going to have to live with it. Okay, Just because we're in America does not mean that we are immune from bad things happening. But we'll go on. It says here, Iran and Russia have actively been cooperating and developing Iranian oil projects since the lifting of sanctions on Iran in 2016. Who arranged that? Who arranged it? Absolutely. You look at who arranged it from our side, and he has been in the Russians' back pocket all along, and he was doing these behind-deal negotiations with Iran, right? And then he sent him all of that money, $400 billion or something, in uh, illegal cash. Uh, We can see exactly what is going on, is that we had power in this government that wanted this government to fall, and they are working on it that way over there and it's going to happen because he has a remember last time that Usam was here not this time but the last year he said that our current president who at the time was Obama he said has been placing snakes within our government and he's been planting trees within our government and the trees only bear fruit after a while 
it doesn't just happen, and you can't get rid of those things. And he's absolutely right. These trees are going to start bearing fruit, and this country is going to suffer because of what he did. Anyway, there you go. That's what's happened there on November 1st. Russia's state-controlled oil and gas giants, Rosneft and Gazprom, signed six agreements with the National Iranian Oil Company to implement strategic projects in Iran. Investments into the projects total $30 billion, and output from them is expected to be around 55 million tons of oil per year, or 1.1 million barrels per day. From Arat Shiva, Iran develops nuclear-powered submarines. You talk about dangerous. While Israel agonizes over the number of submarines needed to protect the country's security, the Islamic Republic of Iran has given uninhibited priority to developing nuclear naval power. Iran's spiritual leader, Ali Khamenei, stressed at a meeting with naval commanders the importance of Iranian naval presence on the open sea, noting that the Navy is going through a period of developing its capabilities. Iranian Navy Commander Admiral Hosnadi said the Navy was monitoring all foreign submarines operating in the Persian Gulf region. He expressed interest in developing an aircraft carrier that would allow Iran to strengthen security in the region. Khanzadi also noted that Iran attaches importance to developing submarines in view of their importance as a deterrent force. They don't want and they don't want those nuclear submarines for a deterrent force. They want it for an offensive force. He said Iran had a right to develop nuclear-powered submarines in light of its technological capabilities in this field. From Arts Shiva, Iran, we have established resistance cells around the Middle East. So these are the peaceful people, right? Muhammad Ali Jafari, commander of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, praised the role of the Basij, a voluntary militia operating under the Revolutionary Guard, as a model that could help other entities in the Middle East. The Basij is a role model for the resistance of the countries in the region, including Hezbollah and Lebanon, and it is expressed in hundreds of thousands of people who have undergone training in the forces of al-Hashad al-Shababi, which is popular forces that fought ISIS in Iraq, in Yemen, and in other countries. Shafari said in a speech to the Basij forces in Tehran, referring to the order of Ayatollah Khamenei, the founder of the Islamic Republic of Iran, to establish Basij forces around the world. Jafari said that today, armed cells of resistance have been established in Islamic countries and small networks of resistance have been created in other countries and we will see their influence in the future. Remember, I reported on this down in South America. They have these cells. Venezuela and several of these other countries, they have been in there developing these forces to cause real damage when the ball drops. According to him, large forces of volunteers have joined the anti-terror struggle in Syria. Shiite volunteers from Iraq, Lebanon, Afghanistan, and Yemen have been operating in Syria. According to reports earlier this year, the IRG recruited thousands of Afghans, mainly by coercion, to fight in Syria alongside forces loyal to President Bashar al-Assad. Iran has got its finger in all of the pies of this world, and they are doing nothing but causing havoc, and they will cause great destruction when they release their people to do it. So we need to, we need to just pray that Israel sticks to their red lines and takes care of this problem, which they will. The Bible says it's going to happen, so we don't need to worry about it, but it's just so interesting to see, and it's a little shaking. You know, if you don't know Jesus, how could you stand to live in this world How could you stand to be in this world and not have a personal relationship with Jesus? Mongolia, Japan Times, 
North Koreans face Mongolia exit as U.N. sanctions bite. North Koreans have toiled and slept at construction sites in Mongolia. They have operated cashmere sewing machines, and their acupuncture skills are highly prized in one of the few democracies employing them. But the nearly 1,200 North Koreans living in the country must now pack their bags as Mongolia enforces tough U.N. sanctions, severely curbing trade with Pyongyang. North Koreans have to leave Mongolia by the end of the year as their one-year work authorizations will not be renewed. The number of North Koreans working in Mongolia has dropped every year since peaking at 2,123 back in 2013. There were 1,190 North Koreans employed in the vast country of 3 million people as of November, often under murky working and living conditions. Across the world, they work 12 to 16-hour days with only one or two days off per month. The North Korean government takes between 70 and 90% of their monthly wages, which range from $300 to $1,000. Imagine somebody taking 90% of $300 of your dollars and being able to support your family back home and feed yourself. You know what? You think of the cost of of, uh, a bad leader like this guy over in North Korea. It's the people that suffer. And these people will now suffer more because they have to be sent back to where they were and they're going to be making less in a country which is brutally, brutally terrible to its citizens. In Mongolia, construction companies have hired North Koreans for their reputation for working long hours and without complaint. Poor people. Daniel 12 Technology today from Mail Online. The top secret microwave missile that can take out North Korea's nukes before all-out assault by the U.S. The White House has discussed using experimental microwave missiles against North Korea to disable Kim Jong-un's nukes. In the event of a war with the dictator, the Air Force could use CHAMP, C-H-A-M-P, weapons to fry the electronics controlling Kim's latest rockets, stopping them from being launched. CHAMP stands for Counter Electronics High Powered Advanced Microwave Project. In 2012, one of the weapons was tested in Utah against electronic equipment that was set up to mirror the capabilities of Iran and North Korea. The weapon managed to wipe out everything inside the first building it targeted, including the camera recording the test, before going on to target five more buildings, then crashing itself at a predetermined site. The low-flying missile is capable of flying into a contested area and disabling an adversary's electronic systems. Very cool. You know what? We had that technology back when we were supposed to be taking care of Iran, and we didn't use it, did we? Okay, now we've got to, we've got to actually use it against somebody that we made a deal with because our liberal presidents went in there and said, okay, we're going to let North Korea do its own thing, and now we're facing a worldwide disaster because of it. Nail online. This is scary. Google supercomputer creates its own AI child that can outperform any machine made by humans. So one computer is now creating another computer. The machine called NASNet learns through reinforcement learning. It reports back to its AI parent and then learns how it can do better. AI can recognize objects such as people, cars, handbags, and traffic lights. Findings show automation could create more AI by themselves. So not only can they teach, but they can now create all by themselves. Revelation plagues today. Europe's HIV epidemic is growing at an alarming pace as infections reach their highest level since records began, the World Health Organization report finds. Around 160 
1,000 people contracted HIV in 53 European countries last year alone. In 2007, the rate of newly diagnosed HIV infections was 12 in every 100,000. This rose by 52% to 18.2 per 100,000 people in 2016. The report did not say why. Eastern Europe is the driving upward trend, making around 80% of the cases. Well, that's okay because we have pills that can take care of HIV, right? The problem is that when the ball drops, and it's going to, they won't be buying any pills for people that have HIV. And how many was it? 160,000 last year? And all of them before that? We're we're talking about several million people probably will not be getting medicine and they will be out there dying of AIDS because they don't have that medicine anymore. Revelation plagues is something that is coming soon to a world near you. I am so glad we will be out of here with Jesus. New York Times, ravaged by cholera, Yemen now faces a second preventable scourge, diphtheria. Diphtheria, a deadly infectious disease once thought to have been largely eradicated, has now joined cholera as a public health scourge threatening war-torn Yemen. Officials at the World Health Organization said that at least 22 people in Yemen had died of diphtheria, and nearly 200 had been sickened since it was detected three months ago. The disease, which the medical charity Doctors Without Borders said had not been seen in Yemen in 25 years, has now spread to 13 of Yemen's 22 governments. Officials warned that young children were especially vulnerable to the disease, which spreads through the air and could escalate quickly into an epidemic in Yemen if health workers there lack the antitoxins and vaccine to control it. Yemen's diphtheria outbreak comes as the country is still struggling with the world's worst epidemic of cholera, which can cause potentially fatal dehydration if untreated. Nearly one million Yemenis have been infected by cholera this year, and more than two. 1,200 have died, according to the WHO. Once again, when the ball drops, they're not even going to be getting the medicine they are getting. The whole world is going to be devolved into this type of situation. Yemen is just one little picture of what's going to be going globally. Thank goodness for Jesus. Morality, zero hedge. You probably read about this. If you didn't, it's just so appalling that I have to repeat it. If you read any um, uh, prophecy websites, it's been on all week long. 3D printed suicide machines will usher in a silent genocide. A new controversial 3D printed killing machine called Sarco has been released by Exit International an organization that advocates every adult of sound mind has the right to implement plans for the end of their life so that their death is reliable, peaceful, and at a time of their choosing. They're profiting off of hoping that people will use this to kill themselves, and you can print it off yourself. The high-tech suicide machine is a capsule and comes with a detachable coffin. So you off yourself, you drop into the coffin, and you don't need to worry about anybody. It's insane, which the organization claims is the process of suicide and it is streamlined. Access to the Sarco capsule is as easy as filling out an online questionnaire, which will provide a four-digit access code. The machine will allow anyone who has the access code to peacefully and reliably end their life by simply pressing a button. Now think of it. Sarco is a sarcophagus, Exit International. Everything about them is perverse. Everything about them. It says, um, once the access code is entered and the subject is in the device, the capsule will lock and release liquid nitrogen to drop the oxygen level, as one will experience an euphoric and peaceful death within minutes. 
The capsule will then detach from the Sarco machine and be used as a coffin. The base can be reused and continue a quiet genocide that is extremely cost-effective. And the first thing that I thought of when I saw that was the movie Soylent Green with Charlton Heston. Soylent Green, if you didn't see it, they were, uh, you know, it's the end of days. There's people all over the world. There's not enough food to eat. And uh, they have miracle foods that are being developed. And one of them is Soylent Green. And so everybody's eating Soylent Green. And then Charlton Heston's father says, I'm going to go kill myself, right, in one of these type of machines. And so he doesn't want him to. Dad, I don't want you to kill himself. And he chases his father. His father ends up in this place, peaceful death. And then his body is dropped into a machine, and out comes Soylent Green. In the very end of the movie, Charleston Heston is being chased, and he's shot, and he's bleeding. His hand is up, and he says, tell the world, Soylent Green is people, right? And that was the end of the movie. But that's coming soon to a world near you. Okay, uh, let's see here. Mail online. Are you in the UK? You got a kid in the Scouts? Now it's unisex scouts. Leaders are told to avoid referring to youngsters as boys and girls, so transgender members are not offended. Leaders have been told to use gender-neutral terms when addressing children. Instead of boys and girls scout leaders, they should say hello to everybody. They, there are new guidelines to help transgender scouts feel more comfortable. Advice is given against saying boys like football and girls prefer pink. So there you go. The scouts in the United Kingdom have gone completely over the deep end. Our other category, Mail Online. SAS considers what are the SAS. Does anybody know who the SAS is? We have the Navy SEALs, right? Okay. The SAS is that group of people in England. This is a very good idea here. SAS considers watering down its grueling selection tests to give women a better chance of joining the elite unit. This is a group of people that relies on absolute precision of every movement they make. They have to be able to carry hundreds of pounds on their back. They, they are the prime unit of fighting forces in the world, and now they want to ruin this because of political correctness. Test toughness could be lowered as could be, it will be. Once it's been introduced, it's done. Test toughness could be lowered as women are given a chance to join SAS in 2019. It could mean women will carry a lighter load during marches in Brecon Beacons. But a source said it is about leveling the playing field, not lowering standards. (laughs) Mail Online, next article. Nearly 18,000 Army, this is UK again, 18,000 Army personnel are not fit to be deployed to war zones fueling fears about cuts to forces. The army is meant to be 82,000 strong, but has already fallen to just 78,407, and just 60,546 members of the army are fully fit to be sent to the front line. Tory MP Andrew Bowie said it's appalling troop numbers have gotten so low. So my thing is just lower the standards, right? right? They did it for the SAS. Just go ahead and lower the standards. It's unbelievable. Okay, let's see here um, from the Hill. Trump donates third quarter paycheck to battling opioid epidemic. His first one was to the National Battlefield Restoration. He donated to them. The second one was to the Department of Education. And now he's taking care of opioid epidemic. So I'm, I'm very proud of our president. From the New York Post, Trump leaves out LGBT community in World AIDS Day speech. And boy, are they angry. President Trump issued a proclamation to commemorate World AIDS Day and didn't mention the LGBT community in a single line. Doesn't break my heart at all. Zero Hedge. 
Surrender your firearms. We knew this was coming, didn't we? Hawaii police plan to confiscate guns from all medical marijuana users. So they pass medical marijuana, right? Everybody go out and get all the marijuana you want. And then as soon as you sign up for that, they take away your guns. We knew this was coming. And here it is. The Honolulu Police Department has sent a series of letters to local medical marijuana patients that directly orders them to surrender their firearms or presumably face state-sanctioned violence to remove them. Signed by Honolulu Police Chief Susan Ballard, the letters inform, they inform patients that upon receipt of the confiscation order, a citizen has 30 days to turn over their guns to the police. The stunning move amounts to a direct gun confiscation for people who have no history of violent crimes. The startling order comes three months after the state's first medical marijuana dispensary opened in Hawaii's capital city. So they approve this, and then they say, we're doing this. It's all been planned. Although federal law prohibits all cannabis consumers from purchasing firearms, this is the first time that a local LE agency has proactively sought to confiscate weapons from state-registered medical marijuana patients. Everything is just the liberals have an agenda, and they are going to get through with it one way or another. From CNS, refugee admissions to U.S. down 83% so far in fiscal year 18. Refugee admissions to the United States were down 83% in the first two months compared to the first two months of fiscal year 2017. A total of only 3,108 refugees were admitted in October and November, down from 18,300 refugees last year. Meanwhile, 14 months after the Obama admin backed a push at the UN for global responsibility sharing for refugees and migrants, the Trump administration pulled out of the initiative. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley said it is simply not compatible with U.S. sovereignty. The religious breakdown of those 3,108 refugees was 59.6% Christian. Good job. 15.4% Muslim, 9.6% Buddhist, 7.6% Hindu, 4.7% Karat, and 0.9% Jewish. By contrast, the religious breakdown of those 18,300 we had last year was 48.1% Christian, 43.6% Muslim. Okay, so we've gone from 43.6% down to 15.4%. Thank goodness. Okay, got a less for you. To have women in the Special Air Force, the British will ease up the course. Seems girls' loads could be light, which is not very bright, because if war comes, they will have remorse. Good job, Les. And uh, I'd like to remind you before we give our final thought of the day that uh, Sergio and Rhoda have a video, which I will link at the end of the video, and also put the URL on the uh, YouTube, you know, what, I, what you put down below the video. And uh, this time he is in Mount Hermon, which is in the very north of Israel. It's an exciting time that they had up there. They spent a night camping there. They had to get military permission to go there. It was a good time. So please watch that video. And uh, our irony section of the week, Mail Online, American Heart Association president suffers a heart attack at the annual conference for cardiologists after giving a speech about his family history of heart issues. Well, if you're going to have a heart attack, that's the place to have it, I got to tell you. So such is the world we live in, and from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, and Morio Ministries around the world, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.